Hey you out there, this is GM Jim with another one of my Steal These Rules videos. This time I'm talking about Thirsty Sword Lesbians, a game with a very evocative title, and I'm going to tell you all about the good bits that you can steal to drop into your Pathfinder or Dungeons & Dragons games. Now I have a very strict no politics rule on this channel, so if you find this game offensive for whatever reason, that's fine. This isn't the video for you. Please just click away and stay out of the comments. I will delete anything that's mean to me or anyone else, so don't waste your time. We're talking about tabletop role-playing games, not politically charged topics. Anyway, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, so it has many of the same base mechanics, underpinnings, and the same 2D6 system. If you've seen my video on Dungeon World, then you know a lot of this already. So I'm not going to talk about the base mechanics, I'm going to talk about the things that make this game special and unique. And how you can rip those things right out of this game and drop them into your D&D game with just a little bit of adjustment. First of all, let's talk about the palette. Have you ever sat down at a D&D game ready for a good mix of roleplay and combat, only to find the session dominated by some complex and lengthy puzzle that took the entire time, and you hate puzzles? Have you ever developed a character with a juicy backstory and you can't wait to dazzle the party with your stellar roleplay and killer reveals, only to find yourself rolling initiative in the first five minutes and just swinging swords for four straight hours? Like I've said many, many times on this channel, most table problems can be handled by simply talking about them. Thirsty Sword Lesbian's palette feature puts this discussion front and center. The palette is a shared group sheet where everyone can list out the things they're excited about for the game and the things they don't want to include. Be open and honest here about the things you like and don't like so that everyone can find common ground and have a good time. If you hate puzzles, don't be afraid to speak up. If you don't mind romance in the game but are only comfortable with fade to black or closed door sex scenes, listing that can avoid a terribly awkward situation later on. Number two, conditions. Since Thirsty Sword Lesbians, I'm just gonna say TSL from here on out, is more about relationships than fighting and dungeon delving, it has rules governing the consequences of emotional choices made during the game. D&D doesn't have this sort of framework like the sanity system in Call of Cthulhu. So let's talk about conditions in TSL. They are angry, frightened, guilty, hopeless, and insecure. Each one of these comes with specific mechanical penalties in the game, but what interests me most is that each also comes with an associated action you can use to clear the condition. For example, if you have the guilty condition, you must, quote, sacrifice something important just to hurt yourself for what you did. How cool is that? And I especially like this because while it forces an action on the PC, it still gives that PC agency to choose how they want to execute the action. One more example, if you have the angry condition, you must, quote, break something important to you or someone you care about. What I like about all these conditions and their clear actions is that the ability to create new conflict is baked in. If you've been working to build a relationship with someone, and now you have to damage that relationship as part of the game, then you've just added new complications that will require more gameplay to resolve. And I think you can basically just drop this entire system into D&D with only a few adjustments. As in, if you've learned that a loved one has died and now you have the angry condition, maybe you get disadvantage on strength-based checks until you work through it. Or if you have the insecure condition, maybe you get disadvantage on charisma saves and charisma checks until you defeat a tough monster to gain your confidence back. 
Number three and four, starting relationships and strings. TSL has rules to determine how much influence PCs have over each other and over certain NPCs. In a game about relationships, this seems like a handy mechanic to have. If you're playing in the kind of D&D group where the players like to make persuasion or insight checks on members of your own party, then having defined relationships that give advantage or disadvantage on those checks could come in very handy. In Campaign 1 of Critical Role, or The Legend of Vox Machina, we know that Pike and Grog are close friends, and Pike sometimes has to talk sense into Grog to keep him out of trouble. If we give this a string mechanic, Pike would always have advantage on persuasion checks to influence Grog. It makes sense, right? You're much more likely to listen to your friends than someone you don't trust. Also, when it comes to starting relationships, we've all played in those D&D games that started off with the uber-traditional scenario where everyone walks into a tavern separately, then there's 45 minutes of awkward roleplay while everyone meets each other and decides to go adventuring together. And that's fine, especially if you're all first-level characters. But wouldn't it save time if you just knew each other already? And wouldn't it make things more interesting if you knew that you like the Barbarian PC but don't trust the Wizard PC because of reasons? Number 5. Finally, Experience. This is common in most Powered by the Apocalypse games, but I didn't mention it in the Dungeon World video, so I'll talk about it here. In D&D, you mostly get experience from killing monsters, exploring, solving puzzles, fixing traps, that kind of thing. In more roleplay-heavy or storytelling narrative games, there's less of that stuff in general. So experience is tied to specific moves or just from rolling low. From a common sense perspective, the latter option makes a lot of sense, right? You learn from bad experiences in real life, so a low roll should teach you some kind of lesson. In one of the 2024 D&D Rules Update playtests, they offered a rule update to give heroic inspiration when rolling a nat 1 on a d20 test. I like this because while rolling a natty 1 can sometimes be fun or funny, sometimes it's just a bummer. Getting some kind of boon for rolling a 1 helps lessen the sting. So that's Thirsty Sword Lesbians. There's obviously more to the game than this, but I'm not going to spoil the whole thing so you don't have to go out and buy it. If you're interested, check out the link below in the description. And since you're here, why don't you go down and hit those like and subscribe buttons. And if you haven't seen my video on Blades in the Dark, you'll probably like that one too. Now, go out there and grab your sword, you thirsty fool.